This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Collective Soul has just released a brand new album called Vibrating, which came out today. It is their 11th album, and they are currently on tour with Switchfoot. They will be here at Mission Ballroom this Sunday night, August the 14th. You can get tickets at Axis.com. Will Turpin has been the bass player of Collective Soul since 1992, and he joins me right now. Will, hi. Hey, what's up? Hey, uh, I know there's a lot up with you guys. Brand new album out today. Started a new tour a couple of weeks ago. Did you think back in the 90s that (laughs) that you'd be going this hard and being this busy nearly 30 years later? No, that thought never crossed my mind. (laughs) No, but man, you know, I I, I tell people this all the time. We We were determined to tour uh, and create as many records. We just knew if we were given a chance to create records uh, over the period of a career that we would have something substantial. We just knew that. Uh, and it wasn't like a cocky confidence. It's just we wanted it. What we wanted was a chance. And, uh, yeah, when you look back, those first seven years at Atlantic Records, we were, uh, what, five records in seven years, you know. Cranking them out, yeah. When you joined the band, I mean, was it really a long-term prospect for you? Because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong with the timeline, but Ed Rowland had uh, done some demo tapes and recorded Shine, and then it started to get popular, and when he had to play live shows, he put the band together. So at the time, did you think, I'm just going to help out and play some shows, or was this, I'm getting into this band and, and we're all on board? That's close. Um, the quintessential documentary, we're actually in production right now. People are going to love seeing this story. Uh, it's a small-town story like people don't realize. So, hints and allegations, if you listen to it, you can tell some of those songs are recorded as a band, and you can tell where some weren't necessarily recorded as a band. But uh, there was there was a band, and that was uh, Collective Soul. The Some of those songs were intended as a demo, but they weren't recorded without help. Uh, Shane was working on some of those, and you know, it's Sean. Yeah, I mean that's that's Ross playing that iconic guitar solo on Sean. Um, so there was a band, and it was put together as a band record. But half of those songs were produced for the intent for Ed to sell them as a songwriter, possibly. So it's kind of that gray area. It wasn't like it was all done, and then we made a band. It was always a band, and and the closest of friends from a tiny town, man. I mean, I I don't have a memory without. Knowing who Dean and Ed Rowland were, uh, the church their father was at, we were going to, and my dad's studio that he opened up in Stockbridge, um, even the high school. I mean, we're not even talking about a half mile radius. Uh, it's a small town story. Yeah, and you said that you're going to do a documentary on it. Uh, I imagine you have a lot of great material, being that your father owned that studio where you guys kind of came together and where Ed uh, worked in the early days. I'm sure you got a lot of great material to draw from. Yeah, man. We're, I, I think I think some of the most interesting stuff of the documentary is going to be what Collective Soul did while we were in high school and and how everybody, you know, we what we did in that small town before anybody even knew of a song called Shine. Uh, it wasn't like we were breaking ground. It's just 
there's just a lot of small town stories, and, and the way it came together is uh, pretty magical. So you were kind of a big fish in a in a small pond, and then you became bigger fish in a bigger pond, and then huge fish in a huge pond eventually. And it happened, you know, for those of us looking in from the outside, it happened rather quickly. Uh, I know you guys have been together for a while, and like you said, you know Ed and Dean your whole life practically. But you know, in the early '90s, you guys just exploded. Yeah, man, that uh, that song it was Sean. Nothing sounded like Sean at the time and it was a transition people were tired of hearing uh hearing the limited uh limited uh, lyrical scope of a lot of the hair bands you know uh, it was time for people to start gravitating towards uh artists who were writing about more real life experiences and, and things that uh you know a broader a broader range of of uh emotion uh, we started writing about in the 90s and uh, and then Sean was just once Sean started going downhill, man, that snowball didn't stop until it crashed at the bottom of the mountain, and it was number one rock song in 1994. Well, you know, it's interesting you mentioned about the transition from kind of hair metal, because I think there was another little step in there. Uh, I went to school in Virginia in the late 80s. I went to college. And that Southeastern, you know, REM and, and the Connells, I don't know if you remember them. Oh, of course. That's why we became friends, because we were listening to what was considered, quote-unquote, alternative, you know. Right. But it was bands that were writing, again, they were writing about real-life experiences. Uh, it didn't matter if it was the police or U2 or even even NXS. I mean, in the 80s, that was considered alternative, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah. And I, I used to tell people it was alternative to, to shitty music. But <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say, though, is that, you know, the, the bands that I mentioned are, were more of kind of that college rock scene is what we thought of them as, also alternative Right. But then as you guys took some of that and brought in a little bit more of a rock, uh, kind of a, a more forward sound, the, yep. the, the you know, REM stuff was kind of jangly, poppy a little bit. And right. you guys took that in, in, you know, bands like Black Crows and Georgia Satellites from that region again were, right. were kind of venturing more into the rock stuff. Yeah, we did. We, we melded all those things that we, and, and we, yeah, the, the college rock, like, uh, I remember we were huge fans of Hoodoo Gurus out of Australia. Yeah. That name? Oh yeah, yeah. So that we were—that was the stuff we were listening to as well. Um, so that—that uh, that was yeah. Those are our influences. And and you mentioned REM, and I'll say it again. You know, we were from Georgia. They they meant a lot to us because they were the first band where I was like, I mean, the B52s were their thing, but REM was the first one that was. You still felt like it was a rock band, and they were from Georgia, and they didn't sound like a southern rock band. We loved Almond Brothers. We loved. We saw the genius in Leonard Skinner. But we were never going to sound like those bands. That wasn't us. Talking to Will Turpin of Collective Soul, they've got a new album out today called Vibrating. You can check out the song Cut the Cord on YouTube right now. And they'll be here at Mission Ballroom on Sunday night with SwitchfootAxis.com. AXS.com is where you can get tickets to that. I mentioned that your father had that studio there. Who, who were some of the people that you actually had a chance to, to meet or work with or be in the studio when they came through town? Yeah, well, I remember uh, Driving and Crying was a big influence on all of us, and, and they're kind of a regional band. They didn't really break a whole lot out of the southeast, but uh, Driving and Crime popped in the studio, and that was a big deal to me because they were they were um, again another band from Georgia that didn't care about sounding like a southern rock band. And and but it was really lyrically uh, Kevin Kenny. I mean, yeah, what a, what a poet. Uh, so they stopped in. I remember Thirty Eight Special stopped in one time. Uh, they weren't doing complete records, but they had to do something at my dad's studio real quick to to wrap up some project or something and uh yeah you know just 
being the oldest son and, and a musician my whole life and seeing all that stuff through the studio was a big influence on, on all of us. I mean, Ed was head engineer at my dad's studio, too, but we got to see anything from bluegrass to uh, R&B. I mean, Cameo. I remember Cameo stopping. <laughs> Word up. Yeah, man. Uh, so uh, RuPaul's first record, before anybody knew who RuPaul was out of Atlanta, he, he did that at, at, uh, at Reel to Reel, and Ed actually engineered that record. Wow. When, when RuPaul, all he did was, his first thing was making records, you know. But yeah, man, that, that's a vital part of who Collective Soul is, is the studio and, and that small town that we came from. Well, I would urge anybody to look up Driving and Crying online. I saw Kevin Kenny and Peter Buck of R.E.M. play a show together in the late 80s. And, and Kevin was always, uh, speaking of hair metal, he always had a little bit of that going on. Yeah, a, another band that uh, kind of, you can't pigeonhole, man. Yeah. You've got Fly Me Courageous. You've got that straight-ahead rock song in your face. And then, I mean, then you're, we're getting poetic, and we're, we're talking about, you know, uh, Whisper Tames the Lion and all these really poetic, like, walk with the people. Uh, I used to perform that live acoustic on decks all the time. And, uh, yeah, it was, it's, real, it's real poetry, real songs mixed with an eclectic rock and roll sound. Well, uh, speaking of uh, performing things acoustic, you, you play more than just the bass and collective soul. You're also a uh, keyboard player and, and percussionist, and you got your own side band that you do uh, some stuff with, and you've done your own solo albums as well. Yeah, I released that. Uh, I released my first EP in 2010, but I released the, my first full-length record late 2018. And uh, yeah, it's, it's good for me to be able to. And I, I write most of the songs sitting behind a piano or Rhodes. But it's good to uh, it's good to spread your wings outside of collective soul. We we support each other with that stuff. I don't understand bands who get jealous. Uh, Ed's got side projects he's done, and so is Dean. Uh, we our theory is look, man, we're going to be stronger when we get back together if we're allowed to do some stuff outside of collective soul. So collective soul again, new album vibrating is out today, and they'll be here at Mission Ballroom Sunday night with Switchfoot Axis.com is where you get tickets. Will, great to talk to you. Thanks. Hey, cheers. Thanks for your time as well, man. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.